This is Tim with Tim Stout and Associates. This is a learn to earn podcast slash discussion with a, a high level real estate coach and best selling author, David Kesey. Uh, David, tell us about yourself. Well, uh, you know, been coaching for a while. Uh, started in the real estate space, come from a family of real estate professionals. My grandfather bought and sold real estate. My mom uh, dad also bought and sold real estate. My brother's still on the lending side, and so I've kind of been around it my entire life. I've um, been coaching now for the last 12 years. Helping agents like yourself. So you started off with just real estate agents, and now you're coaching all kinds of uh, entrepreneurs yeah. and business leaders. Yeah. Well, ever since the the books, we launched a book. I was fortunate enough to be an international best, yeah, yeah international bestseller, and that kind of opened it up. And now there's people from other industries that are starting to say, "Well, wait a minute. How did you build your coaching company? How did you how did you build the following and do the marketing and all that kind of stuff?" So yeah, there's different. I guess you can call them niches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is uh, so you you fell you fell really big into the real estate space because that's what you've known and yeah. and you were in sales for a while so you yep. that's what you do yeah. What are some of the, the biggest things that you think like what are your top three things that keep real estate agents from su being successful? I mean, there's like an eighty six percent failure rate in the first year or two, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But like the like like myself and, and and some other agents like your coach, you know, we 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 seem to succeed and excel. What prevents that from everybody being able to succeed? You know, I think that's a good question. I think it's something that is always addressed, right? And and people are always looking for something new, something, you know, it, yeah, some shortcut or you know something. And we were just talking about this, right? Shortcuts have very little value. Um, that's why they're called shortcuts. If it was the way, it'd be called the way. But um, I, th when, I think when it comes down to the three things that I've noticed, number one is coachability. Like when I look at you and the success you've had and the team that you've built, the empire you've built, you're probably the most coachable person I've ever met. Like if I give you 10 things to do, nine of them are done by noon and the other one's done by the end of the day. Like uh, did all the studies that we've done, the average real estate agent will do, like the average coached real estate agent will do between 40 and 60% of what they say they'll do. They say, hey, I'm gonna do these 10 things. They might do four, maybe to six. And that's somebody who's coached and said, I wanna be accountable. But people who aren't accountable, like the industry as a whole, they probably do 10% of what they say. So I think coachability is the first one. The second one is the ability to walk into the unknown and continue moving forward in the face of what appears to be no results. You, you went through this. Absolutely. We had our marketing campaigns that we put together. It was two months, three months, four months. You're like, hey, wait a minute. Is this going to work? I'm like, yeah, you got to keep going. And then you kept going and then boom, you exploded. And you said something interesting during that time, which was because you came to our event, you coach for us, you, you do amazing jobs. You, you got Brian Tran, you got people that you've been coaching that you've been doing a great job with as well. Um, and you came to our event and you said something and I, I wanted everybody to write it down. It was this, if you're not committed to doing something for at least six months, don't even start because it's gonna take that. It, and so I think the ultimate equalizer in real estate is, are you coachable? Will you do what you're told? And very few will. And the second one is, do you have the courage and do you have the heart and the stamina to continue moving forward in the face of what appears to be no results? I think those are the two big things because you see some agents that come into the business with a ton of talent. And then you see some that don't. They don't have a ton of talent, but they work and they build. And so I think really, I don't even know if I would have a third one. I mean, obviously the third one would be skill sets, but 
you don't even get to skill sets and sales skills and marketing skills unless you have those other two. But what I'll flip the question back onto you. I mean, you're coaching our people. What would you say? Exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, the willingness to take action. I mean, I spoke about it yesterday in our meeting. Is like the, the, I think the biggest indicator of success is someone willing to take action. And I, I think action, action overrides skill set. Action overrides mindset. Action overrides natural ability. If you're, if, you, if you're so natural, if you are so skilled, but you're not willing to take action, it's useless. I'd rather see one of my agents take actions and fail over and over and over than have all the talent in the world do nothing. Yeah. So, so with what we both said about being coachable and taking action, is am I, was I a successful professional athlete and then a successful business owner because I was coachable or did I become coachable through sports, through, through this process? Are you born with it or can it be learned and trained and ingrained? That's a really good question, and I think the answer is yes to both, right? Because, um, and I've noticed this, athletes tend to dominate in business, and it's because they, they understand protocols, playbooks, fundamentals, skill sets, hard work, do what your coach told you to do, do what you said you would, they understand that culture, and so they're able to perform at a high level when they get into business. So I, I, I don't know what it was for you, but for me, I always wanted to be the best. That's my driving force. It's not the money. It's, you know, people say, well, you gotta have a strong why. My strong why is just to be the best in my industry at what I do, no matter what I do. To win. To win, that's it. And, and winning is different for everybody. You have your own game that you're playing. Is, is winning making $10,000 a month? Is winning making a million dollars in a month? Is winning being number one in your category in your marketplace? It, it depends what game you're playing. But what a lot of people will do is they'll create a game that says, hey, the game is if I make if I hit 50 transactions, I win. And they'll hit 50 transactions, and then they'll go to the awards for the company, and somebody else got something for volume instead of transactions, and they're like, I lost. Well, you can't do that to yourself, right? You're, you're playing a certain game that you're playing, but I think back to this idea of coachability, I think what causes somebody to be coachable is they're so committed to succeeding and winning that they will put their ego aside to go, obviously, I'm not the best and maybe you know something, yeah. right? Like um, I was just in your office, the amount of books you read is staggering, right? Like you're always, always, always learning. In fact, the name of the damn podcast says it, like you're so obsessed with it that you're willing to be coachable. So I think it's the drive to win that actually causes the coachability that allows you to win in fighting, allows you to win in real estate. I mean, dude, you'd have been successful in whatever you went in. The, uh, with that being said, talking about winning, and winning is different for everyone, and winning also changes. When I first started, I had a, a financial goal. We went on for a year or two. I had another financial goal, much bigger one. Yeah. And then I had a much bigger financial goal. And then it then it pivoted to I remember this, people yeah. who work for me's financial goals. Uh -huh. And now it is still my financial goal, everybody that works with me's financial goal. And now it's pivoting to how can I impact a lot more people that can never, ever pay me back. Yeah, like that, that's what I want to be. Like, how can I change people's lives that would have never had uh, access to someone, someone like me? Not that I'm special, but someone that is drive driven, someone who is, who has trained and studied and learned and, and paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for coaching. Like, 
they can have access to that and how can I do that? Yeah. So it changes. And, right. So and, that, and that's the thing is that people will think that people who have drive, well, you know, they're just money. If they made a lot of money, they must be greedy. And that I've actually found the opposite to be true because I've found that people, the people who make the most money give it right back away. Whether they give it to charity, whether they invest in other people, whether they invest in their company, whether they invest in other people's company, they tend to give it back away. I mean, you look at, uh, I think it was Andrew Carnegie who made all that money and then gave 99% of it away the second half of his life. So I, I don't think for, for true, in fact, I would say that there's this, there's, there's the producer and there's the pretender. The pretender is, is actually after money. They want money. They're greedy. They hoard money where the producer doesn't see a lack of money. They, they know that they can produce it at any time. So they're not attached to the money. The money is just a scoreboard to say, am I being my best that I can be? I don't actually think, I think it was Jim Carrey that said, I wish everybody would make millions of dollars and become super famous to understand that like, that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. So that's what I think. I mean, I, I think it's literally, I mean, a lot of people think, you know, I played professional baseball and people think, oh, you must have made millions of dollars. And I'm like, no, no, no. There's a difference between like a Hall of Famer and a professional baseball player. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you see the, the guy playing guitar at the local restaurant. Well, he's a professional musician. He's making 20 bucks an hour. Like he's not a rock star. There's a difference between the rock star mm -hmm. and a professional musician. But that guy that's the professional musician is just as good as the rock star, if not better. But he does it for the love of the game. And so I actually think it's the love of the game that causes you to succeed, make the money you want. And then you're right, the game shifts from making money to, yeah, look, I, how much money do you need to make? Yeah. After some point, you're just like, okay, I get it. Now how do I make more of an impact? And I watched that, I, rem I actually remember the coaching call you, you said that on, and it was really cool to watch. That it was like, yeah, we did it, now how do we expand? How do we uplift the community? How do we impact other people? And I would even argue that that was there at the beginning for you. So it was always been there, but it's just like what, what had to transpire before that happened. Like I had to feel safe, I had to feel secure, I had to feel successful. What, what do you think had to happen for me to get to that point? Well, specifically in our coaching program, it's one of the reasons I want people getting to $100,000 in GCI a month, which right now I think we're on, we have like 72% of the people hit that. I don't, know, I don't even know if I shared that with you. We have 72% of the people hit $100,000 a month, and the reason I want them to do that is you can't see yourself and what's possible, the same ever again, Yeah. right? I remember March, I forget the year, but it was like, I don't know, five or six years ago. March, your business went wham, and it never turned back. I literally saw you walk around, speak differently on, on a video, talk to people differently because you realized who the hell you were. Mm -hmm. You realized that you had that potential, and so I think your self-identity changes not because of the money, but because of the level of achievement that has happened. Yeah. And you start to realize, wait a minute, if I can make $100,000 a month, I can do that every month. And then actually what ends up happening is you don't care about the money. And when that happens, you go from $100,000 a month to $200,000 a month and it just starts skyrocketing. So I think it's more about, and this is what I preach all the time, especially in the book, is that it's more about who you are being and who you become that is a reflection, it's kind of like a tree, right? Like if I plant uh, seeds for an orange tree, I'm not gonna get apples, Absolutely. right? So I, the, the, the soil has to be right, I have to plant the right seeds, I have to nurture that to get the tree that I want. And people think, well, they have apples, I'll just go pick their apples. It don't work like that. And so I think the money and the success is all just a function of you becoming the person that you were meant to become.
I think a lot of people are as as scared of success as they are failure. And and, and money, like especially in the in the South, like it's like being rich is not always looked upon being good. Not yeah. you know whatever rich is. Yeah. And I remember talking to uh, to to Matt, my uh, my team leader in Tennessee, and he's a he's a he's highly uh, religiously educated. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about about that same concept about money and and what people think about it. And he goes, the church always has its handout to be given to. He goes, yeah. it needs this and it needs that, yeah. and they take up offerings and tithes, and you know it pays for things. And he said, without that hand here, you never have a hand giving. So so the richer you are, the more you can give if you choose to. Yeah. So he's like, it can't be frowned upon. And that 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 gave me like a it switched my mindset to thinking like, okay, there's there's things you can do, and 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 I like giving, you know, in certain percentages when when it wasn't making a lot, but that that really always has been a part of me. With uh, so with action, and uh, what are some tips that you you can give people to get into action? It's like I, I, some things that have helped me, and some things that I'm really able to really to give my team to get them in action because our our team is is, is highly successful. Even the new agents that come on are get highly successful fast. Yeah, you guys do a good job here. It's training and accountability. Yeah, like how can people focus around? those tactics that don't have a team, they don't have access to a team like Tim Stout Associates mm-hmm. to get into success quicker? Well, the, it, that's kind of a catch-22 question because my answer would be uh, the speed of the player is the speed of the pack. Like, environment is undeniably the number one indicator of who you become. 100%. I've never heard that. I love that. You can't get around it. Yeah. If you start hanging out with broke people, you're going to be broke. You're meeting the five people you hang out with. It, it's a real thing. Like you, So what I would say is, number one, if you're somebody who feels stuck, get into the right environment. Get into an environment where people push you to another level. That's literally what you did. You joined coaching you know, years ago. You joined before you were ready. You weren't financially ready. Absolutely not. And you joined anyway, and it, it puts you in a circle that allowed you to, to level up. So what I would say is, like, you know, for people who can't join a team, that's bullcrap. You can join a team. Um, and if I were brand new in real estate, I would be coming to a team like yours because I would want somebody holding me accountable. Like some people would be like, well, you know, I don't want to go to team because it's kind of intimidating. That's just small thinking. If you're intimidated by, by stepping up, get out of business. Don't even be in business because if you're intimidated by that, you're not going to call leads. You're not going to do, you're not going to step up the way you should inside of business. So what I would say is number one. Find people who are doing what you want to do and get involved with them. And we talked about this yesterday. It's not so much what. Like, I hope everybody's listening to this. It's not so much about what. It's about who. Who are you hanging around with? Right? Like, who can you hang out with? Who can you hang out with? Yeah. Right? And, and it's, it's always a level up game. Always. Yeah. And, and you're ultimately going to rise or fall to that level. I remember in baseball, my father never let me play at my own age level. So when I was at, when I was ten, I was playing with thirteen under. When I was thirteen, I was playing with college kids. Like he was bumping me way up. I didn't hit a home run until things leveled off at like college, because the fields were always so much bigger for my age. Even high school, I graduated high school a year early, which in retrospect was not a good good idea. I probably would have went further in pro ball if I stayed. But my father did that on purpose because he noticed when I played in crappy leagues on crappy teams, I played crappy. 
when I'd go up a level and I'd play with people better than me, I would play better. It was just natural. And so he never let me stay in the same league. So what I would say is, like, if you're stuck, but you've got the talent, you got to get around the right people. And unfortunately, in the real estate space, most offices are not, they're not conducive to that. They're like, there's the phone. Good luck to you. Don't let me know if you need anything. There's a lot of brokerages that, that don't have any training, they don't have any support. There's a lot of uh, dollar general brokers, you know what I mean? That, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you get very little out of it, and and you become that. The people you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's what you're surrounding yourself yep. with. That's what you become. Right. So there, there's value, and a lot of people look at a team as a short term. The team is becoming the big thing, and the team is actually, I think the team will replace the brokerage before long. I think so. Because while you know, you've got to give up part of your commission, but you get leads, training. It already is in some places, Absolutely. yeah. And staff, you get everything you need to succeed. Why Why not build your yeah. brand underneath that umbrella? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, and we've seen it within ours. You know, we've got some very little people. Absolutely. Ego. Ego, ego is not your amigo. I no. Know that. It's, it's the killer of dreams. Well, that's the thing that goes with coachability, right? Like you and I gravitate towards coaches. Mm -hmm. Now we, we don't like, I have one or two coaches in my life that I depend on. I'm assuming you're the same way. Like I don't hire just any, any coach. I learn from a lot of seminars. I go to a lot of seminars and I read a lot of books, but to coach me and mentor me, I'm very selective about it because you, you better really know your stuff. Yeah. So getting around somebody that can help you like that, it, you have to drop your ego and be like, just because my name's not on the door doesn't mean I'm not achieving my goals. Yeah. And, and your name still might be on the door, but within a bigger team of a name on a door, right? So like, you, what would be possible if you just dropped your ego and you said, like, what do I need to learn? Like, one of the things I appreciate here is the level of training that goes into it. I mean, we just got a text message from one of your people the other day, like the training that you guys gave me. I just closed a deal because of it that I wouldn't have closed if I hadn't got that training. How many agents just missed that? So I think the first thing you have to do is you got to get around the right people. I think if you do that, you'll automatically level up. Or you won't, and you'll know that it's not for you. Absolutely. And I believe that uh, the people who get the ego, because I think you should be in business to impact other people's lives. Yes. And if, and if you're ego-driven, you're never going to reach your full potential. And you're worried about the wrong things. The, yeah. the whole reason when I'm buying and selling property is yes, I make commission off of it, but I get to help a family with the biggest transition in their life. Yeah. That, that is huge for me. So I get to be a part of that. And it's about the people you can impact. So if I can, if because you're under my umbrella and I can make you more money, I can make you a more of a skilled person, I can give you the connections to succeed, what does it matter? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, and if you bring up something uh, indirectly kind of for me is this, how many people get on teams and they're just takers? No, you need to give me better leads. No, you need to do this. Well, the market is that. Well, it's like, dude, what are you bringing to the team? If you want, this is a law. If you want to make more money, become more valuable. Become more valuable to your partner and your relationship. Become more valuable to the team that you work for. Become more valuable to the community. Become more valuable to the industry. Become more valuable to the world. And the more valuable you become, naturally you make more money. And so, if somebody, like, you see a lot of people get on teams and they're like, Tim, I got a problem. You, I, well, I came to you for, to solve it. Well, dude, he's not your dad. This is a team. Come with a solution. Propose a solution to me. Fix it. Bring more value. And how much more value would you see in that person that's on your team if they were like, I got a good idea to grow the company? 
boom, and they bring you ideas, they bring you solutions, that's much more valuable in that way. And that's how things open up. I mean, I look at Mackenzie, Mackenzie skyrocketed inside this team because of that notion. She comes every day looking like, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Rather than how can I get? And I think that's what made you such a great marketer, by the way, is that you, the marketing isn't about you. Yeah. It's about them. So. The, uh, and that's one thing I'm, I'm super proud of this team is, is we have givers on this team. Oh yeah. Like everybody is giving, everybody's, what can I do to help? How I can, can I help that. you? And that means a lot. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I've had people leave the team that wanted more for their sale. And it's, it's a sales business. Yeah. You want to raise, you sell more properties. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. and, and that, and I'm okay with that. Like the people leaving is, is going to be part of it. Part of it. Everybody, when, when, when things squeeze, not, not, not everybody stays in. Yeah. And that, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Yeah. I want the people who contribute the most and to the, uh, to the team, to the, they contribute emotionally, physically, you know, everything that we need to grow internally because we grow, everything grows from the inside. That's right. So we, well, we one of the things I, I think a lot of people don't know about you is, you know, they, they see you on the front end in your marketing. They see how go-getter you are, how driven you are, but I don't think they see your heart, right? Like, I don't think they see, you're literally the most loyal guy I've ever met in my life. Like, the stuff you are trying to do behind the scenes for your team, the stuff you're trying to do behind the scenes for Christy, for me, for like the heart you have, people don't see. They see that go-getter drive. But I actually think what fuels that drive is a love. It's a, it's a compassion. It's a loyalty to your friends and family. So like it's, it's, it's always been interesting to me. Like I, I get that. I have some people like they'll go to our events and they're like, I was going to sign up for coaching, but I didn't do it. And I'm like, why? They're like, I'm just intimidated by you. And I'm like, you're intimidated by me? Like why? Because I was on stage? Like it's just, it's an interesting concept. And I, what I would say is if you feel intim intimidated by me, that's exactly why you should sign up for the coaching because it's going to make you level up. If you feel intimidated to get on a team because they're, they're intimidating, that's exactly why you should do it. That's where you should be. Do you want to be around somebody who just keeps you average where you are right now? Like, I, I just don't understand that, right? So I think that the speed of the pack is the speed of the leader. And so this team has done what they've done. It's a reflection of you. Like even the people that have come on board, they're attracted to you, which is why the team grows like that. And it's a culture, right? Like I was sitting in on you guys' meeting today. And you've got your puppies going around. You've got kids and stuff. It's like a family here. It's not just a team. It's more of like a family. If, if you're going to leave somebody with one one piece of advice, what would it be? The, and the, and the, a lot of people looking at this, you know, they're not all business owners, but they're all entrepreneurial minded, or, and they think mm -hmm. they think bigger. Uh, what's something that you could give them that would be lasting? And and after that, where can people find more of you at? Sure. You know, as you were asking that question, there was a couple things I kept going back and forth on, but I'm going to choose this one because if this one doesn't work, the other one is irrelevant. Um, Never believe your mind because most of the time it's lying. Tell me about that. To protect yourself. Huh? To protect you. To keep you right where you are. Your mind is literally designed to keep you safe, not to succeed. And you talked about it earlier. Some people are afraid of success. Yes, because they think if I make money, people won't like me. Well, your mind is so addicted to being liked that it's actually scared. It will literally sacrifice your own well-being so people like you. It's your mind most of the time is lying. It, you know, I'm going to go knock on that. I know what's going to happen, Tim. I'm going to knock on that door of that FISBO and they're going to yell at me. They're going to be mad. It's going to hurt my feelings. I'm not going to want to do anything with it for the rest of the day. And I'm going to be sad. Really? How the hell do you know that? 
Psychic, obviously. You're make yeah, you're psychic. You're just <laughs> making stuff up. Your your mind is not you. Your mind is literally creating emotions inside your body and making up stories to keep you safe right here. So if you can just buy into that you're the master of the mind, not the mind telling you what to do. Don't go over there. You should go over there. Don't join that team. You should join that team. Like whatever your mind is telling you is probably lying. Now, now always, no, right? We have intuition and that kind of stuff. But 99% of the time, your mind is lying to you. Don't believe it. You got to separate yourself from your mind so that you're the master of your mind, not the other way around. I think if you do that, you win. Um, as far as me, you can go to davidkesey.com. Um, and that's like all this stuff there. If you want to get the book, it's over there and all that kind of stuff. But Instagram, you, you, all, you have, you have really Yeah, good at David J. Kesey uh, on Instagram and then on Facebook, it's just David Kesey. Yeah, awesome. man. I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. Always. 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 Guys, uh, this, is, this is a really good podcast, special podcast. First time I've seen David since, since the Rona kicked off. Yeah, that's right. So, so it's, it's, it's been, been a year and a half. Amazing to be here, though. I'm coming back soon. Awesome. Guys, remember who you work with matters, and have a great day.